Immunotherapy and Prevention of Pancreatic Cancer A review by Alexander Morrison, Kathleen Byrne and Robert von der Heide from University of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, USA Trans Cancer 2018 Pancreatic cancer is the third leading cause of cancer mortality in the United States recently surpassing breast cancer. A key component of pancreatic cancer's lethality is its acquired immune privilege, which is driven by an immunosuppressive microenvironment, poor T-cell infiltration and low mutational burden. Although immunotherapies such as checkpoint blockades or engineered T-cells have yet to demonstrate efficacy a growing body of evidence suggests that orthogonal combinations of these and other strategies could unlock immunotherapy in pancreatic cancer. In this review, we will discuss promising immunotherapies currently under investigation in pancreatic cancer and provide a roadmap for the development of prevention vaccines for these and other cancers. Challenge of pancreatic cancer. In early 2017, pancreatic cancer surpassed breast cancer to become the third leading cause of cancer-related mortality in the United States, behind only colon and lung cancer. Unlike many other cancers, pancreatic cancer is increasing in both incidence and mortality and is predicted to be the second leading cause of cancer-related death. By 2030. Current therapies are severely lacking. Recently approved combination chemotherapies such as Folfirinox and Gemcitabine, Neb Paclitaxel, improved median survival by only two to four months and are associated with significant toxic side effects. Encouragingly, a few long-term survivors are beginning to be observed after such treatment. Yet, the five-year survival, although improving, remains a grim 8%. Moreover, for a variety of complex and unfortunate reasons, including limited geographical access to trial sites, restrictive eligibility criteria and patient decisions, 95% of pancreatic cancer patients do not enroll in trials of investigative therapies. Immunotherapy has had remarkable efficacy in many malignancies, but has not yet translated to pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, PDA. Immune checkpoint blockade seems to have minimal activity and, despite promising phase 1 data, all cell therapeutic vaccines have demonstrated no effect in late-stage trials. There are many reasons for these failures, but key contributors are the immunosuppressive tumor microenvironment, TME, characterized by typically poor infiltration of affected T-cells and 
prominent myeloid inflammation and how low mutational burden predicted to generate very few immunogenic antigens. Promisingly, a small subset of patients present with tumor exhibiting high effective cell infiltration and have longer overall survival, suggesting the potential for effective treatment of PDA with immunotherapy. Investigations into an increasingly diverse array of immunotherapies and subsequent rational combinations with other therapeutic approaches likely hold the most promise for patients with PDA. Moreover, the development of prevention vaccines for PDA is now within reach and could transform the way PDA is treated by targeting malignant cells before the immunosuppressive TME is fully established, thereby obviating the need for toxic immunotherapies. In this review, we will discuss the major immunotherapies and combinations that are being investigated in pancreatic cancer, both clinically and preclinically, with an eye toward the most promising approaches. We will then discuss cancer prevention vaccines and the rationale for investigating the use of these vaccines in the quest to cure pancreatic cancer. Single-agent immunotherapies in pancreatic cancer Immune checkpoint blockade Checkpoint blockade has resulted in remarkable successes in other cancers, including melanoma and lung cancer, but has shown little efficacy in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Checkpoint blockade targets immunocheckpoint molecules, primarily programmed cell death protein 1, PD1, programmed cell ligand 1, PDL1, and cytotoxic T lymphocyte associated protein 4, CTLA4, that negatively regulate the cell function. Inhibition of these molecules takes the breaks of the immune system, resulting in tumor killing. The reasons for the failure of immune checkpoint blockade in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma are multifactorial. Pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma has low baseline PD1 plus T cell infiltration into the tumor and paucity, the new epitopes, both of which are predictive of response of PD1 blockade in other cell tumors. Indeed, in a very small subset of pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma patients with a high burden of microsatellite instability and therefore high new epitope burden, PD-1 blockade is effective and was recently FDA approved. In the absence of high new epitope burden, Preclinical models have shown that therapies capable of improving T-cell infiltration into the TMA-synthetized PDA to checkpoint blockade, suggesting combinations of treatments 
the improved T-cell trafficking with checkpoint blockades may be successful. However, a small portion of pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma patients have both activated T-cells and a detectable new epitope burden and yet are resistant to therapy. The complete lack of efficacy of checkpoint blockade in these patients suggests there is more two-cell death response in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma than the PD-1, PDL-1 axis. Multiple other immune molecules can suppress T-cell responses in cancer, including TIM3, TIGIT, and LAG3, which are inhibitory receptors on T-cells analogous to PD-1. Vista an inhibitory ligand amyloid cells analogous to PDL1 and CD73, an extracellular enzyme that generates the immunosuppressive and pro-metastatic molecular adenosine. All of these immunosuppressive pathways are highly expressed in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, and investigating these targets may unlock checkpoint blockade in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Therapeutic vaccines Therapeutic vaccines have the potential to induce robust anti-tumor immune responses, but they have so far failed to deliver on the early stage promise in pancreatic cancer. Vaccine approaches including wall tumor cells, peptides, proteins, and recombinant constructs aim to prime circulating tumor-specific T-cells that can then eliminate tumors. In small phase 1 studies, almost all of these formulations have generated tumor-specific T-cell immunity in subsets of patients. Tantalizingly, patients who generated vaccine-specific T-cell immunity appear to have superior survival in many of these small, early-stage trials. Unfortunately, results from later-stage trials did not support these early findings. A phase 3 trial of a vaccine using a single peptide derived from the tumor-associated self-antigen human telomerase showed no survival benefit in patients with metastatic disease even immunologenic responses. Wall cell vaccine approaches, which may broaden the immune response against both tumor-specific and tumor self-antigens, have also had limited success. GVAX, a vaccine composed of irradiated allogenic pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma cells that express Granulocytic macrophage colony stimulating factor failed to improve survival in phase 2b3 trials in metastatic pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, even among the immunologic responders. Together, these results have diminished excitement for therapeutic vaccines. Therapeutic vaccination has the potential to be more effective in the adjuvant setting where the volume of tumor and immunosuppressive stroma 
is greatly reduced. Small phase 1-2 trials have shown the adjuvant vaccines to WT1 mutant QRS and MUC1 can generate anti-cell immune response and have suggested that the potency of these response correlates with patient outcomes. However, only a fraction of patients in these trials had durable responses. Moreover, the wall cell lizard vaccine, Algen Punta Cell L, failed to improve survival in a recent phase 3 trial despite similarly promising immunology responses in early trials. Emerging data suggests that the adjuvant setting may be less conducive to vaccination than previously thought. Comparisons to healthy patients have found that the overall immunogenic response to vaccination is reduced in the adjuvant setting and in lung cancer the post-operative TME has been shown to be strongly immunosuppressive. Despite the negative top-line results of phase 2b3 vaccine trials, these trials contain key insights that should provide a path forward for therapeutic vaccines. Importantly, these trials have proven that vaccines can break tolerance and generate T-cell immunity to tumor-associated self-antigens without obvious short-term side effects. GVAX vaccination even induced formation of tertiary lymphoid structures and T-cell infiltration in many patients. With this, T-cell response did not improve survival remains incompletely understood, but may be due to suboptimal antigen selection or T-cell dysfunction. The path forward for antigen selection is encouraging, as many antigen targets have been identified and are under investigation and improvement in bioinformatics tools are rapidly enabling the production of other high-priority antigens and new antigens for vaccination. Similarly, there is hope for rescuing T-cells from dysfunction. Proclinical evidence suggests that depletion of regulatory T-cells, T-rex, can reduce suppression by the TME and enable effective therapeutic vaccination. Moreover, GVAX-induced T-cells in human pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma upgrade checkpoint molecules, including PD-1, suggesting checkpoint blockade, can rescue vaccine-primed CD8 T-cells from inhibition by the TME. Trials combining therapeutic vaccines with checkpoint blockade are on the way. Finally, the vaccine delivery vector can be changed or enhanced with cytokines as is in currently under investigation in a phase 1 trial using DNA electroporation to increase the immunogenicity of H3 and IL-12 to improve the priming of the anti-H3 T-cell response in the adjuvant setting. Engineered T-cells Engineered T-cells, such as chimeric antigen receptor T-cells, 
CAR-T have shown remarkable efficacy in B-cell malignancies with response rates up to 90% but have been slow to translate to solid tumors like pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Recently, dithangeluclutil and axigaptigene kilaluxil were FDA approved for B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia and non-Hodgkin lymphoma, respectively. These CAR-Ts have T-cell receptors engineered to bind specifically on CD19 on B-cells, including potent tumor cell killing. B-cell malignancies are uniquely suited to engineer T-cells because CD19 expression is restricted to B-cells, limiting off target toxicities and depletion of B-cells is non-lethal, allowing for complete systemic clearance of all CD19 plus cells. Unfortunately, translating CAR-T therapy to other malignancies remain challenging, as safe, specific and homogeneously expressed targets are harder to identify. Nevertheless, many self-antigens such as CEA, PSCA, mesothelin and HER2 are significantly overexpressed in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma are associated with worse prognosis and may be promising targets. CAR-Ts to these antigens have proven effective in murine tumors and phase 1 trials of many of these CAR-Ts are now underway in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Importantly, these self-antigens are also expressed on normal cells, creating a significant risk of autoimmunity, especially if the T cells persist. A HER2 CAR-T led to an own target of tumor toxicity in a patient death and other CAR-Ts have induced colitis and aphylaxis. Promisingly, interim results of a phase 1 trial in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma of a CAR-T to mesothelin demonstrated short-term immunogenicity without significant toxicity. Nevertheless, targeting non-self-antigens or mutated self-antigens may be required to improve the safety profile of engineered T-cells. A recent case report demonstrated the adoptive transfer of T-cells specific to the patient's HLA type and KRS mutation led to widespread regression in a patient with metastatic colorectal cancer. Targeting broadly expressed mutated or altered self-antigens, such as the abnormally glycosylated MUCUN, may be the key to safely translating ingenuity cells to patients with pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Regardless of target, careful attention to safety will be paramount as ingenuity cells are further developed.
translating engineer T cells to pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma has the added challenge of inducing T cell persistence within the tumor site. Many CAR T therapies under investigation in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma are murine derived and contain a partially murine single chain viable fragment, rendering them susceptible to antibody mediated elimination, which may have occurred in one phase one trial. This is not an issue in B cell malignancies because B cells themselves are the target of CAR T19 therapy. For durable responses, generation of a fully human CAR or combination with B cell depletion will likely be necessary. A trial investigating mesothelene CAR Ts together with CAR T19 is now underway in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. In addition to physical persistence, CAR T cells must also functionally persist in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. But preclinical evidence has shown that CAR Ts in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma are quickly exhausted by the TME. The addition of CTLA4 blockade to tumor specific T cell transfer induced T cell persistence and memory in patients with melanoma. Similar combinations of checkpoint blockade with engineered T cells will likely be necessary in pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma. Finally, CAR Ts must effectively traffic into the tumor before they can persist there. Multiple preclinical studies in mesothelioma have shown the original administration of CAR Ts in more effective than systemic administration, likely due to tumor-mediated trafficking impairment. Although little has been specifically studied in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, T-cell infiltration into the tumor is poor at baseline. Studies in other solid malignancies have demonstrated that the addition of heparase, which degrades the stroma or tumor-targeting cytokine receptors to CAR-Ts can significantly improve intratumoral trafficking and anti-tumor response. Similar strategies may be beneficial in pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Agonistic immunotherapy Due to the time and cost for patients required to develop ingenuity cells, more general therapies that can prime and expand T-cells may be needed. Antigen-presenting cell APC agonists and T-cell agonists are two approaches under investigation. Agonist CD40 therapy simulates T-cell help and licenses. Antigen-presenting cells allowing them to more effectively present antigen to T-cells and activate them. Agonistic CD4 immunotherapy in combination with gemcitabine activated tumorocidal macrophages and showed signs of efficacy in a phase 1 study. However, no enhancement of long-term survival was seen in this trial, suggesting the therapy did not induce immune memory. Further combining agonistic CD40 with 
buckletaxel and gemcitabine induced T-cell mediated tumor killing generated immune memory and sensitized tumors to immune checkpoint blockades in preclinical models. These improved benefit of agonistic CD40 with both gemcitabine and nebbaclataxel suggests that the effect of agonistic CD40 is mediated by different cell type depending on the therapeutic context of CD40 administration. Studies investigating agonistic CD40 combined with chemotherapy and PD-1 blockades are currently undergoing. Other antigen-presenting cell agonists under investigation include toll-like receptor TLR and sting agonists, which activate dendritic cells to improve T-cell priming. TLR agonists appeared to improve immune responses to therapeutic vaccination in a phase 1 study. Direct co-stimulation of T-cells can be induced with OX40 agonists and the combination of OX40 and checkpoint blockade has shown preclinical promise in other tumors. Importantly, many of these agonist pathways appear to be orthogonal SCD40 signaling does not require Sting and TLR, while Sting and OX40 agonists had additive effects when added to checkpoint blockade in a breast cancer model. Myeloid immunotherapy The dysfunctional immune response of pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma is in part modulated by immunosuppressive myeloid cells whose function is controlled by a host of cytokines, chemokines and signaling molecules that serve as therapeutic targets. As mentioned previously, agonistic CD40 therapy can shift macrophages from an inflammatory to a tumorocidal phenotype and lead to short-term clinical responses. Cytokines, chemokines and their receptors also contribute to the establishment of the immune response TME and make attractive targets. The most clinically advanced in these is CCR2, a chemokine receptor with binding recruits, inhibitory macrophages to the TME and is associated with the worst prognosis. A phase 1 study in pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma combining the CCR2 inhibitor PF0413630 with folferinox led to objective responses in almost half of patients and a phase 2 study is underway. Other cytokine and chemokine receptors of interest in the pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma TME, CSF1R, a regulator of myeloid-derived suppressor cells and tumor-associated macrophages, and CXCR2, a regulator of neutrophil and MDSC migration. The combination of CSF1R inhibition with checkpoint blockade 
has shown preclinical promise in pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma, and the combination of CSF1R inhibition and CD40 agonism generated potent T-cell-mediated tumor killing in a preclinical meloma model. CXCR2 inhibition improved T-cell infiltration into the pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma tumor and subsequently improved tumor responses when combined with checkpoint blockade or CSF1R inhibition. IDO1, an immunosuppressive enzyme produced by DC and MDSC, is an additional contributor to T-cell dysfunction in the pancreatic ductor adenocarcinoma, TME. IDO1 inhibition combined with hyaluronase improved T-cell entry into pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma and induced remissions in preclinical models. Combinations of these molecules with checkpoint blockade are underway. Stroma modulating immunotherapies The desmoplastic stroma of pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma is a key component of the immunosuppressive TME and a barrier to effective therapies. Early stage studies are beginning to demonstrate the therapeutic potential of modulating the stroma, although some controversy remains over whether stroma targeting is always beneficial. The most clinically advanced stromal modulator, the hyaluronase PEGPH20, the great stromal protein, improves intertumor blood flow and improved progression-free survival in a phase 2 trial when added to standard of care chemotherapy. A phase 3 study is currently underway. Multiple other direct modulators of the stroma under investigation and reviewed in detail elsewhere. So the focus here is on a few therapies that modulate signaling between the stroma, tumor and immune cells. Focal adhesion kinase is a regulator of TME fibrosis and immunosuppression and increased focal adhesion kinase expression in associated with reduced T-cell infiltration in human pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Proclinically, inhibition of focal adhesion kinase potentiates both chemotherapy and checkpoint blockade and also reduces the infiltration of suppressive myeloid cells into the TME. A phase 1 study of focal adhesion kinase inhibition with PD-1 blockade is underway. Provocatively, vitamin D also plays a role in stromal immunomodulation as patients with vitamin D deficiency have a worse prognosis. The vitamin D receptor PDR is expressed on leukocytes and stellate cells, and vitamin D receptor activation in the pancreas reduced fibrosis and inflammation in preclinical models. Moreover, vitamin D analogues improve the response of pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma to gemcitabine in these models. Clinical trials of vitamin D analogues are underway. Finally, stromal cells 
the express fibroblast activation protein FAP induce desmoplasia, promote tumor growth and metastasis, and are associated with worse prognosis. Focal adhesion kinase specific CAR-Ts improve survival in preclinical models of pancreatic ductadenocarcinoma, providing a rationale for this strategy in future clinical trials. Combination therapy in pancreatic cancer. Developing the right combination therapies will be critical to bringing successful immunotherapy to pancreatic cancer. While we have discussed only immunotherapy in this review, key combinations are likely to include other standard of care treatments such as chemotherapy and radiation. Both therapies have the potential to be immunomodulatory via the immunogenic death of tumor cells, which results in the stimulation of innate immune cells and can thereby synergize with immunotherapies. The list of possible combinations to test far outstrips the number of patients and the capacity of the current clinical trial infrastructure combinations that address orthogonal mechanisms in the on-to-term immune reaction will be of the highest priority. For example, combining T-cell activation to therapeutic vaccines with checkpoint blockades to prevent exhaustions and stromal modulation to improve T-cell infiltration will target three non-redundant mechanisms and potentially be highly potent. Toxicity, dosing and sequencing remain critical challenges in developing combination approaches, especially for agonists. For example, the combination of nivolumab and iplimumab significantly improved survival compared to either monotherapy in melanoma, but the combination comes with the trade-off of greater toxicity and great expense. Ideal therapies for combination will also include reliable immune pharmacodynamic biomarkers to rapidly assess response to therapy for a detailed list of many current combination trials. The next frontier, prevention vaccines and pancreatic cancer. Rationale for prevention vaccines. All the above immunotherapies face the challenge of overcoming the highly immunosuppressive TME found in established pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. But what if we could prevent the establishment of these TME altogether? To do this, we can borrow lessons from the success of preventive childhood vaccines which have nearly eliminated many viral diseases around the world. In oncology, vaccines to hepatitis B and human papillomavirus can now prevent hepatocellular carcinoma and cervical adenocarcinoma, respectively. Bringing effective vaccination to non-viral malignancies is critical and was underscored in 2016. Cancer one should blow ribbon panels report.
Unlike in childhood vaccines, Wu's success is based almost entirely on antibody responses. Vaccines in cancer will most likely require T-cell responses. Tumor-specific immune responses have been shown to recognize both new antigens generated by mutations in tumor cells and self-antigens that are overexpressed in tumors, suggesting a relatively broad list of possible vaccine targets, to which we can already generate T-cell responses. Moreover, a small but meaningful portion of pancreatic ductadenocarcinoma patients have heritable disease, whose underlying common mutations could serve as vaccine's targets. Recently, the first human trial of a non-viral prophylactic cancer vaccine was performed in colon cancer using a peptide-based vaccine for MUC1 a protein of expressed in abnormally glycosylated in many cancers, including pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma. This trial demonstrated long-lasting antibody production of MUC1 without any clinical autoimmunity. Vaccines to alter self-antigens such as MUC1 may be safer than those to overexpress self-antigens and that thus enticing options for primary prevention vaccines. Overall, a growing body of evidence suggests we are on the cusp of prevention vaccines that successfully produce T-cell immunity against self or mutant self-antigens. Primary prevention vaccines more than 65% of pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma patients present with metastatic disease and are not candidates for surgery. As such, a truly preventative vaccine is critically needed. Unlike viral infections, cancer begins as a precursor lesion rather than a novel antigen and slowly grows and transforms into a malignant tumour. Eliminating the precursor lesion may be enough to prevent the development of malignancy or at least reset the clock. Even if T-cell memory wanes, the effective downstaging of the precursor lesion from therapy could have dramatically clinical benefit, especially given that pancreatic cancer metastasize early in its progression. Preclinically, multiple vaccines have been able to prevent progression from the precancerous PEN-IN to pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma and thereby prolong survival. Of course, to use vaccines at this early stage requires identifying pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma at early stages that we know can or identify patients at very high risk for pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. Patients with hereditary forms of pancreatic cancer, such as those with inherited BRCA1-2 mutations, make up circa 5% of all pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma and are excellent candidates for this approach. Beyond familiarly pancreatic cancer, there is hope for novel biomarkers 
including circulating tumor microRNAs and DNA to detect pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma at extremely early stages. Recently, levels of DHPS2, a molecule present in pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma and its precursor, were shown to separate pancreatic cancer from pancreatitis with more than 98% specificity when used in combination with CA199. Despite this promise, prevention vaccines face many hurdles. Beyond germ limitations, we do not yet know if biomarkers will identify patients early enough in pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma development for prevention vaccines to have any benefit. Moreover, we have not yet identified the optimal antigenic target to fully characterize the safety profile of prevention vaccines. Nevertheless, development of primary prevention vaccines will be a key pillar in the fight against pancreatic cancer. Concluding remarks. Immunotherapy for pancreatic cancer has shown glimmers of promise, but true clinical benefit remains elusive. With each negative late-stage trial, it becomes more evident that single-agent immunotherapies are unlikely to be successful in pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma, and that combinations hold the most near-term promise. Given the vast number of possible combinations and the relatively small patient pool, it is important that we prioritize those combinations supported by preclinical work that target non-overlapping mechanisms. The prospect of a prevention vaccine would be of highest impact. Building on recent advances in genetic risk assessment and continued preclinical efforts to identify the right antigenic targets and prevention vaccine formulations will be critical to the success of this approach. Despite the many challenges in treating pancreatic duct adenocarcinoma, there is hope for the development of effective therapies to treat and eventually prevent this devastating disease. Thank you for listening and follow me on Twitter, Pabreading. See you next time.